Ladies and gentlemen, children of appropriate ages, welcome to the First Between Two Birds podcast, a Baltimore sports podcast hosted by two guys who are just confused as you. I'm one of those confused guys. I'm Cody Colston. And I'm the other one, and I'm Connor Garcia. And our discussions are mainly going to consist of the Orioles, the Ravens, the Washington Capitals, and the Washington Wizards, sometimes the Terps, and the local flavor sprinkled in. Uh, we see, we know, we understand that there are other podcasts on this network that are good at what they do, and we hope to add our own flavor to things. So We'll try not to mess things up too much. Exactly. We're here to not mess things up. And that's about it. I think we're just going to jump right into the news. Um, the big thing coming from the Orioles right now is that there is no All-Star game for them for 2016. Even though they were deemed the favorites, and uh, I, I'm not sure who it went to. Uh, it's th- probably going to go to um, San Diego. I thought, then- I thought they got it this year, though. No, Cincinnati does. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, we're not here for accuracy. We're here for mild speculation and comedy. We're, we're like, we're, we read sources and think that's what's actually going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But, like, sources are confirming that this is probably going to end badly. We're, we're, we're the, uh, I don't want to say dumber version. We're, we're the, we're the dumbed down version of what I think bird's eye view would be if yeah if they covered everything and that's saying something <laughs> um no but uh the the speculation going around is that since the mass and debacle for those who are are um familiar with it i'm just going to summarize it i'm not going to go too in depth that's another day another time but there's a huge debate over what the mass and deal is going to be after um because the Nationals are contesting that they are owed more of the shares, as it was described when the Masson deal. You know what? This is probably I'm not. I'm not even going to explain it because this is this. I'm just going to butcher it. But basically, what's going on? This, people think this is MLB getting back at the Orioles for not uh, complying with them for the Masson deal, because MLB ruled through a panel of arbitrators that the Nationals were uh, supposed to, or are supposed to get more funds from Masson as per the deal. And the Orioles are contesting it since it the, they claim the panel of arbitrators are biased since I believe the two of the it's two of the three MLB owners and two of them were the Pirates and uh, the Rays. This like um, I don't get how a contract dispute between a team's TV network can keep them from the All-Star game. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. It, it really does seem petty, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it, kind of like, oh, you didn't take us to the prom, I'm going to hate you forever. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know a good comparison for it, but, like, it just seems like the like most dumb reason to not give a team an all-star game and to take money away from a potential big investment Yeah, putting a all-star game in a nice stadium. Like, yeah. like, San Diego will be fine, but, like, Camden Yards is, like, one of the premier parks in the league. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a reason it's called the ballpark to change baseball. So, 
Uh, it, I'm pretty sure the uh, the mayor isn't going to be happy about that because that's that's a whole load of revenue for the city in general, not just the Orioles. Yeah, you gotta get them streets paved too. So <laughs> money you can get. Getting streets paved in Baltimore. That's that's nonsense. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's a big, that's a big oxymoron. So, uh, it 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 just it, I don't I I'm having a hard time. It's I understand it. I understand where MLB is coming from. They're trying to use every. You see, really, you can't blame them when you look at it though, because they're trying everything in their power to make it so the Orioles will just concede. Because you you got to think about this. Angeles probably has a lot of dirty laundry on the MLB. I think that was the main thing when he bargained for the TV deal, is that he knows things that people don't. I'm pretty sure all the owners do, and he's using that as leverage. Because from somebody pointed out, the, the deal, how it's constructed, is uh, really beneficial for the Orioles, and that's because how Fred Manfred is was kind of tiptoed around this. Because MLB wanted to put the team in Washington, and... In order to do that, Angelos wouldn't. Uh, Angelos was throwing a big fit. I would too. That's a big part of his market. Because I mean, if if you look at it, we had before the Nats came to town. The Orioles had all of Virginia. They had uh, like North Carolina. That's how big their market was. I mean, they couldn't go any more north because of the Phillies and Pirates. But once the Nationals came to town, they took they sliced their market almost in half, like regionally. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I, I I lost where I'm going with this. See, this is this is what I mean, viewers. If all of <laughs> two of you, if that, um, we, we ramble. That's what well, we do. The thing, the thing I can compare it to is like how the Red Sox have like Massachusetts, Connecticut. Um, well, the Yankees have part of Connecticut, but like Maine, you know, Vermont, and all these other places up north, they have a whole region. That's like their thing. Yankees have like New York, Connecticut, parts of Pennsylvania, and into New Jersey. Like, the Orioles had Maryland, Virginia, D.C., Delaware, and, like, York, PA. They lose Washington, D.C., and Virginia with uh, another team coming in. So that basically cuts their market in half there. Yeah, it'd be like if a team moved into Maine on the Red Sox. Yeah, they would lose Maine and probably parts of, like, Vermont. And... Well, I, I don't think it'd be a big blow to them as it would be to us because the Red Sox are, are pretty big. They're... Their umbrella stretches much wider than they're just regional. But when the Orioles, who are a smaller market, they need as much of that regional territory as they can get. <clears throat> and I remember what I was going with this. It was Fred Manfred, he kind of tiptoed around this deal. He wanted to get a team in D.C. And what happened was was the deal that was the deal that was given to the Orioles for Masson. And the... It was really beneficial to the O's because how it it was supposed to be the Nets were supposed to get increase after five years I believe it was like increases a steady increase of revenue from Masson and um, the Nationals want a lot more than from what I understand what was supposed what was promised to them because they want they want to get revenue like how the Dodgers are getting revenue from their TV deal which isn't going to happen. Because if they do that, like, that's almost all, that's more than half of Masson, probably. And it's, it's just not a, a sustainable, uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be sustainable. And it's just, it seems like the Nat, because the, um, see, rambling again. 
All right, let's look, unless you have anything else to talk about, let's move on because this is this is like rambling. But like, yeah, no, I don't have anything to add besides it's really petty that the MLB is um, going to take away an All Star game and money from a team because they don't like their TV situation. Exactly. All right, uh, next piece of move, Delman Young. A little old, but we figured we'd touch upon on it. Uh, I'm having if ALC. He plays, if he plays left field again, I'm going to throw him. That is terrible. I mean, who would you rather have in left? Delman Young or Cruz, defensively? Cruz. Really? He actually has legs that move. Delman <laughs> Young, like, paddles his legs to run. Because <laughs> uh, I remember going... When they play the Red Sox and they already clinched, it was like the last series at home. Delman Young hit a triple, and he's like chugging. He's working those like legs, and he, he looked at the third base, and he just looked like he was dead. Like, <laughs> I don't want to run anymore. He, he met his running quota for the year there. Yeah. Um, for the Orioles in 2014, he played in 83 games, 255 plate appearances, hit 302 uh, with... Seven home runs and 30 RBIs in that glorious, glorious bases-clearing double in the ALDS. Mm-hmm. It still gives me chills when I watch that. I think it, everybody gets chills from it. Except for um, Joaquin Soria. Yeah. He probably has nightmares over that. <laughs> Surprised he wasn't cut, like, as soon as that game ended. Well, I mean, I'm probably giving him not enough credit. Uh, and Jober Chamberlain. Jober the Hut. My favorite shot from that game was when Britain got the final out. And you just see they're showing like the dugout of all the Tigers walking back. Like Jim, Jim Johnson's like stares on the field like I could that could have been me. Good times. No, um there's not much else more than that because I think he's probably going to be more of a DH type. I don't, I don't, I don't envision him being in the outfield. I think the two people, if op- if opening day were tomorrow, it would be Pierce and Deaza. And I think Buck said that that Pierce would be in the outfield, and so would Deaza, and then you'd have well, a and Davis would be at first. Well, you'd need somebody for the first day for Davis because he'd be suspended. Of course, so they'd probably do Deaza and Low, and then Pierce at first for the first day, and then just do whatever after. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't know how many games Pierce has played in left. I'm I'm not that confident about him in left field. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I hate to sound like this, but it it might be because he's he's white. Because I don't feel confident in his speed. Yeah, like Diaz is fast. Um, Jones is pretty fast out in the center field. You know, Lowe's good out in the outfield. Oh yeah, Lowe's is fast. He's like, he's 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 our white tiger. Yeah. Um, how many games did he play in left field? He played. Oh, he played forty. Forty-two games in the outfield. No. Wait, what? Well, I must be. A lot. He played a lot at first base after Davis got hurt and got suspended. He played more in the outfield than he did at. Um, no, wait, no, yeah, 51 games at first base, 40 games in the outfield. Okay, there it is. And he had a... Oh, wow, he had a pretty good fielding percentage, even though that's, like, a worthless stat now with sabermetrics. We're also not sabermetric-minded people, mind you. We don't... I, I'm not... 
I'm saber illiterate. That's what I like to say. I understand like two percent of it. <laughs> like I know when it's higher, it's better for war. Like, but if you tell me to interpret it, I'll be like, no, we're not. I'm not here to do that. We're not here to look at stats. There are people in Fangraphs that get paid lots of money to do that. I don't do that. I get yeah. paid to bag groceries. I don't get paid to look at someone's <laughs> stats and tell you if it's good or not. Okay, Kurt Warner. <laughs> uh, next piece of news, uh, Scott Coolball. I, that's how you say it. Please let me tell you. That's, I, I hope it's not, like, call ball. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to even say his name. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's cool ball. But it, he has been hired to be the hitting coach for the Orioles after Jim Presley stepped down due to personal reasons. He, he, didn't, he wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm not good anymore. Um, I, think they, I think they gave him the option to stay on as a scout, but I don't know if he's accepted that yeah. offer yet. Yeah, I don't think he will. The only thing I know about cool ball... Is he's from Binghamton, New York, and my girlfriend lives there. And I texted her like, and it's like, guess what? Guess who's hired by the Orioles?" She's like, "I've never heard of this guy." Like, I, you probably haven't either. It was like her next door neighbor her whole life, and she didn't even know that. Probably. I was just there. It's pretty okay town. There's no sun, so people have to go get like vitamin D pills. <laughs> it's really weird. City. It's like it's like it's like a UK light. Yeah. But not light at all. <laughs> no, but uh, Cool Ball, he was a former player. He played for the Rangers, Padres, Cardinals, and he played for two teams in the KBA. Oh, no, he played in the MPB and the KBA. Um, yeah, I remember people saying, why are you going to hire a hitting coach that sucked as a hitter in baseball? I'm like, because you learn when you're on the bench watching better people. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, he play, He's been mostly in the minor leagues, and then he was the Rangers hitting coach. Um, yeah, in 20, he replaced the hitting coach in 2012. He was a hitting coach. Uh, 2013, 2014, and the Rangers just let him go. From what I've heard, though, is that he actually worked really well with Chris Davis, Mm -hmm. I, I I don't know how to take that considering that Davis wasn't that great in Texas. Well, so, he was good in the minors. He probably worked with him more in like spring training when he wasn't on the team, actually. True. Because uh, from from what I've 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 read is that Davis was pretty much up and down with the Rangers. He couldn't stay for more like a, more like more than a week. Um. I don't. I, that's about it. I, they were talking about giving it to Wayne Kirby, which I would have been disappointed in if they gave it to Wayne Kirby. Yeah, he's the defensive guy. He's well, he, not... he he does all the uh, the outfield instruction, and he's the third base coach. And then Bobby Dickerson does infield, and yeah. I think he's conditioning, if I'm not mistaken. Kirby or Dickerson? Dickerson is infield. Kirby's outfield. Okay. Yeah, he probably does conditioning. He doesn't do enough. Freaking Manny is always getting hurt. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Kirby, uh, I think from what they said that they, they, they didn't want to put him in the cages because he's a presence in the clubhouse and they didn't want him to be in the cages all day, um, mm -hmm. working. They, plus, I mean, I don't think we'd get what's cooking with Kirby anymore. Have you seen that? Yeah. Like, I remember, what's cooking with Kirby? I remember seeing it for the first time. I'm like, is this going to be our new Andino at the movies? <laughs> It was, it was amazing. He was just cooking ribs at, at the stadium. 
And Adam Jones just comes out of nowhere because he probably smelled food. <laughs> he probably just has a radar for, like, ribs. Like when he went to the All-Star game in New York or um, Kansas City. I, I, like, I jumped, jumped on the Sensar beat and on the Jeff Crocs where I was just, like, mouth is watering at the fact that he can't eat it. <laughs> no, but um, from what I remember at FanFest... When he was on stage, somebody asked him about his cooking, and he he kind of he like he kind of like spazzed out for a moment because he was talking about it and he was like getting into it, and people were like getting excited when he was describing the food, and he's like, "Relax, I'm not cooking for y'all." <laughs> uh, probably the PR people probably like, "All right, we need to jump on this." <laughs> uh, um, I think that's about it. Oh, um, Ryan Lavarnway. Claimed from the, I forget who he was with. He wasn't with the Red Sox, was he? No, he was with like a no. He was like a third team in like thirty days or something. Okay. And now he's on his like fourth team in like eighteen days. It's really weird. Okay. Was, we, yeah. Uh, well, I'm just saying he was claimed, and then the Orioles have five catchers on the forty man as of right now, and then Nick Hunley, like an hour ago, signed with the Rockies a two year deal, six or eight million dollars, I think. Eight million. Eight million. Yeah. Um, Lavarnway, not much on him. He played nine games for Boston, twenty fourteen. He didn't even get a hit at ten plate appearances. <laughs> um, I think it it's weird. I have to say because I don't understand why we need five catchers. I mean, I understand there's in, they need insurance for um, Weeders if he's not ready for opening day. But Joseph and Clevenger would, I feel like, would be fine if that's a righty and a lefty combo. Yeah, it's fine for however long Weeders won't be here. Not to the point where you need to go out and get another person. Maybe it's just for spring training competition, who knows, but if he even stays till then. But I think Weeders, it's kind of hard to tell a Tommy John, especially on a catcher, because they don't throw as much as pitchers. Yeah. Uh. To where... They do like throwing every day until their arms ready or however their rehab goes. Right. So he may do stuff in spring training and he might be ready, but I doubt it because the only person that's saying he is going to be ready is his agent. Yeah, that's I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with Joseph and Clevenger. You know, Clevenger can hit a little bit better than Joseph, and Joseph plays great defense, so I'm not going to worry about it for a month if Sweeters comes back fully healthy in May or whenever he comes back. Well, well, they, well, there was rumors flying around that they were um, they were shopping Clevenger. Like I think, or, I believe Rock said that um, that they were shopping Clevenger to the White Sox, and they had a deal ironed out, but it fell apart. So. I'm just seeing the Orioles trying to sell Steve Clevenger, and everyone's just going, "The hell is that?" <laughs> you can't get rid of the product, Big Town. He the, went on a anti-Obama rant the other day. He did. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Who did? Who did? He got in a fight with one of the Twitter accounts. I forget who it was. He looked, I, no, I forget who's who. And he deleted all the tweets about it. I'm like, <laughs> probably smart. You know, we gotta have someone replace Luke Scott as a <laughs> Obama conspiracy theorist. <laughs> the rat tail. The rat tail in Japan. Mm. Is, he, is he in Japan? Yeah, he's. Uh, oh. The, after twenty, I think after twenty thirteen, he went to Japan. After the Rays were like, "We don't want you anymore." That's pretty bad, right? Uh. Um, no, but I think the thing that's most confusing to me is that that gives us five catchers on the forty man, 
that's a weird amount. I would think, I, I think most teams carry four. Don't quote me on this. I'm pulling stats out of my butt. Um, but we have uh, Caleb Joseph, Steve Clevenger, Ryan, now Ryan LaVonway, Michael Ullman, and... Uh, there's more. Is, um, there, is there more? I thought yeah. we had five. Ullman, Weeders, Yeah, Ullman, Weeders, Clevenger. I might have been counting Hundley. See, that's another thing. I can't count, so... <laughs> that That's going to still a lot of confidence in the audience, that's for sure. That I can't even count, right? <laughs> But um, I I I, I kind of wish we would have brought back Hunley other than Lavarnway because Hunley was at least uh, he knew how the pitchers worked. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He knows he knows how the pitchers worked. He was he horrible knew, he defensively. Knew, he knew specifically how Tillman works. Yeah, because wasn't he it? Worked, he worked like really good with Tillman, and it was surprising because he started the playoff games when Tillman pitched. Really, I thought that was I thought he worked well with Joseph. I can. It's it's been like three months, and I've been watching too much football. So, no, Joseph worked well with Go- like Gosman because they were in Bowie together. That's right. That's what it was. And like Hunley worked well with um, Tillman and like Yabaldo for all I can remember. See, that's why we needed him. We needed him to to work a Baldo. And then breaking breaking news: Nelson Cruz just joined Instagram. <laughs> really? I thought he was already on Instagram. No. He's oh. like, follow me on Instagram. New handle. Oh, wow, you already was. Oh, yeah. See, but, see, the thing is, nobody's going to uh, top Pedro Strop's Instagram, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, let me... No. I like Puig's, just because... Well, oh, my gosh. Pedro Strop's is just his car. Yeah, and he wore, like, a... I, 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 I don't know why I laughed so hard, but he wore, like, a floral like, tank top and hat in one of his pictures, and I just kind of want to get that picture framed. I need to go to, like, a um, Nationals-Cubs game and just, like, talk to him. <laughs> he looks like an interesting person. <laughs> he does. No, but Puig has, like, the best, like, videos, because it's just him hitting. <laughs> in the cage. It's the most, like, self-obsessed thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like he's got like four pictures of his car. Pedro Strop does, and then he has a picture of him sitting in like his son's like little battery powered jeep. Oh my god! I had, I think I had one of those when I was a kid. I think everyone had those when they were a kid. <laughs> All right, that's enough rambling. That's mm-hmm. that's probably going to happen a lot during the course of these. Okay, we are going to move to one of the four segments we have planned out. And this one, it is hate. My voice just cracked. Hate of the week. <laughs> this is the segment where each of us pick someone or something, team, organization, whatever, and we uh, we have that we have a rational hate for it this week. It's going to be different every week, and then we're just going to kind of go on a mini tangent about it. And we're going to talk. Do you want to go first, Connor? Yeah, sure. Mine this week is the AFC because it is boring as shit. <laughs> the, like the playoff teams that are in it. Like, you got 
New England is in like the 10 billionth time since Tom Brady came in the league. Um, the Colts, who have made it ever since Andrew Luck's been in the league. The Steelers, um, the Broncos, the Bengals, and the Ravens. Like the Ravens didn't make it last year. Other than that, it's based and the Steelers, but it's basically the same. Like you flip flop the Ravens and like the Chargers or whoever made it last year. Yeah, it's it's it. NFL has a real parity problem, especially on the AFC side, because it's just like whatever team Peyton Manning's on, Tom Brady, and just well, it's always going to be the Colts because their division is trash. Yeah, if not, it'll be like the Titans that weird year they go thirteen and three with Kerry Collins. And they lose and lose to the Ravens. I remember that year. I love that year because that was such a good game. I remember because um, didn't they play earlier in the year in Baltimore and the Ravens lost to them? Yeah, because of there was like a BS call on a roughing the passer by Terrell Suggs where he, he like hit Kerry Collins's helmet and they called it roughing the passer or something weird like that. Well, Kerry Collins is like 40,000 years old, so you don't want to knock him out. <laughs> he probably won't get back up. He'll make the life alert thing. But, you know, it, to me, the AFC is just boring because it's going to be Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in the championship game again, probably, because the NFL is going to find their way to make that happen so they can sell, sell the game easier. Yeah, and then it's probably going to be like Seahawks. Watch it be like the Panthers or something. It's going to be Seahawks and someone. Watch it be like the Panthers, like you said earlier. Yeah, that yeah, that'd be awesome. The Panthers at 7-8-1 in the championship game go into Seattle and just like destroy Russell Wilson and the like whoever their main wide receiver is blows away <laughs> Sherman. Their main wide receiver. You mean like the back you mean like Derek Anderson, he's gonna line up there and Yeah. <laughs> Pro Bowl quarterback, Derek Anderson, mind you. Okay, my irrational hate for the week. I've already went over this. It's MLB. Um, this whole debacle with the Masson thing and then taking away the All-Star game, it's just horseshit. Please. I just... It's MLB pinning, being petty. Uh, the new uh, commissioner, Fred Manfred, is... I don't... I, I can't understand his train of thought. I don't... Wait, is he even actually... Actually, is he even um, the acting commissioner or is Selig the acting commissioner still? No, Seelig still is until, I think, the new year. So, like, one more day. Oh, really? They're going to make it, like, the president, and he's got to get, like, sworn in in January? Yeah. Get out of here with that stuff. It's, I just, it just, it just gets under me. And then, what I hate is, like, the irrational, the extremist Orioles and the extremist national fans who both think that, well, the extremist Orioles blame the Nats, and then the extremist Nats blame Angelos, and it's just... It's just like it's a petty war on the internet over uh, stupid things like that. I just over complete bullshit. Yeah, over complete bullshit. It's sports, and we really shouldn't be saying that because we're a sports podcast. But um, but it's true. It's like it's sports. There are way more important issues in the world than oh, your team has a TV deal that screws over my team. Go to hell. Like no, there are people in this world that don't have TV, you know, shut your mouth. <laughs> You're arguing over TV is bullshit, and MLB is bullshit. <laughs> okay, uh, I think we're going to take a little bit break here. Uh, listen some to uh, some fine tunes that we picked up off the internet, and we will be right back.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I hope you enjoyed those tunes. Tunes, my voice crack. Uh, we're gonna right hop right into some Ravens news. Uh, biggest news being is that they're in the playoffs. I I had a clip for. I, I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you, did you lose the coach? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Graceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be the Ravens in the playoffs. I, I just want to win a game. Seriously, uh, the Ravens are over the since 2001. They are 17 and four. Well, no, they are 14 and 17 against the Steelers. And Joe Flacco is 0 and 2 at Heinz Field with a passer rating of 38.6, and he has an under 50 percentage, 50 percent completion percentage in the playoffs. Yeah, and he didn't in every in both those games he didn't pass for more than 150 yards in the playoffs against yeah. in at Heinz Field. That that that's bad. I'm scared. Hold me, Connor. Well, I think the first time they went, it was his rookie year, so he was like brand new to the whole thing. And then they went two years later, so he's matured more. But I still feel like. You know, it's Pittsburgh, it's a hostile environment, and especially against the Ravens, so it might be tough, but... I'm pretty sure both those games were the championship games, too, if I'm not mistaken. I, I feel like the first one was, not the second one. No, because the second one was... It's 2010, they only went so far here. Oh. Hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 I, I think I know what you're saying, yeah. Because we lost... To they lost because the Steelers played somebody else. They played the Jets, I think. That sounds right. Oh yeah, because the Bart Scott can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, it was the 2011 championship game when that happened, and then 2010. I don't know what happened. Okay, all right, that makes more sense. Um. Yeah, so I, it's safe to say uh, neither of us are confident about this. There's a good, I mean, I think there's a solid chance, especially since Bell's hurt, because he he was their running game, and he would have, he like he's like second in the team in receptions, and that he's that's getting the MVP chance when he was walking into the clubhouse, so he's <laughs> obviously important. Yeah, and they signed Ben Tate as insurance, so that's that's a good sign for the Ravens. Um. I don't advocate anybody getting hurt, but if they're out for the game, it helps the Ravens. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, not the injury for them being out. I'm sad they're they're hurt. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not that cold hearted. We're not going to wish injury upon any person. Yeah, we're not that terrible people. Not yet, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they're it's. The big thing is whether or not the, the Ravens secondary is going to step up against Big Ben. Um, uh, how, he pat, he had like a he had like five touchdowns against us, six touchdowns last time the Ravens and Steelers yeah, played. It was when he went on that like weird tangent of just throwing all touchdowns. Yeah, he threw like back to back weeks. He had six touchdowns or something like that. Yeah, he played the Colts and then the Ravens. I think. Yeah, two horrible touchdowns. secondaries. Yeah, 
<laughs> basically. Like, here, I just looked it up. It was the 2010-2011, the Patriot, the Steelers beat the Jets. Okay. In, in Heinz Field. And before, it was 2008-2009, the Patriot, the Steelers beat the Ravens 23-14. Gotcha. The Ravens won two years in a row, and they played New England two years in a row. They lost the obvious one, and then they won the next one. That makes a lot more sense. Um, but yeah, because that was the year the Steelers played the Packers at the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure that was 2012, so, wasn't it? 2010, 2011. Oh, really? Yeah. No, we won 2012. What am I saying? Yeah, we won 2012, 2013. I see. I'm not good with years or numbers. I can't count, and I can't. I'm bad with I'm bad with the NFL years because they they go to the next year. Yeah, because it's always like the 2013, 14 season, and then yeah. Can I get some consistency? Like, seriously. Just just be like baseball. Do it all in one year. It makes things so much easier. Like, cut out December just for the playoffs there. Put the Super Bowl in January. Make it easier on us. Make, make the Super Bowl, like, the day after Christmas or something. Give people a reason to actually call out of work on Friday. Well, it was on Friday. It was Christmas was Thursday. Yeah, give people a reason to call out on Friday or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that well, I mean, you, you, everyone's at home. It's at your home, and it's cold outside. There's nothing to do besides be with family, and then you get to watch football. Yeah, especially the day after. So that's that's it for that. Um. Oh yeah, another piece of news: the Jets have requested to see Gary Kubiak as uh, to interview for a head coaching position. After they fired uh, Rex Ryan and their GM Idzik, because their last Ravens former coordinator worked out so well for them. <laughs> well, I, I don't think Rex Ryan's that bad of a coordinator, a head coach. I mean, he gets his players; he gets the most out of his players. He just yeah. doesn't know offense. He's a defensive guy, and the fact is, is that the way the Jets work is their owner. I think it's or owner or president. I can't remember. It's like Woody or Wooderson. Woodson, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he it's the chance, nobody cares. <laughs> exactly, he um, if I'm not mistaken, he picked a head coach. He picked Rex Ryan before he picked a GM. And normally, how things go is you pick a GM, you let the GM pick the coach because they because if you don't have them match up mentally, then it's not gonna you're not gonna get the best results. Because from what I understood, Idzik wanted to rebuild the team and Rex Ryan was in win now mode because his job was on the line. Yeah. After their championship losses. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense then. And then um Yeah, it's just it's the the whole hierarchy there is kind of stupid. I mean look at look look at what happens when you're uh I mean that's also an example and then you look at the 49ers who just fired Jim Harbaugh when him and their GM didn't get along. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say fired. They mutually parted ways, but we all know he was first out. Um, but he, I, probably, he probably hated it thereafter. You know, just they just started going down and down. Like, this year was probably just like he had enough, and it was kind of surprising. Yeah. Like, I'm, they, they, like it's kind of surprising the 49ers just let him go. Like, I would have fought for him, because he was... He helped put them back into the map of being like a... Super Bowl contender every year. Three straight championship games is something. Yeah, and then he was just one play winning uh, from uh, one play away from winning the Super Bowl. And he was another play away from going to the Super Bowl for the second year in a row. Yeah, if Crabtree caught the pass from 
uh, Kaepernick for the touchdown, they probably would have won that game. Yeah, and then it's it's it, it's just disheartening. I mean, because it's because their GM is is garbage. They haven't really he hasn't hit on like almost any of their draft picks like so far. Kaepernick they, is a eh, he's okay. They paid way too much money for him. Their, their GM now didn't drop Ka- draft Kaepernick. Oh, he didn't? No, their GM, uh, I think it's Balke. I yeah. think that's how you say it. And he has been there since 20... He's been their uh, GM since 2011. And if I'm not mistaken, 49ers... Draft. Uh, let me see. Hold on. First thing I type in for 49ers on Wikipedia is 49ers Giants rivalry. I think I'm pretty sure he was after, or no, yeah, he no, he did draft Kaepernick. My bad. He drafted. Okay. He the only ones he really drafted that have done anything, as far as I know, is Aldon Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Oh, and Eric Reed, but everyone yeah. else, nobody knows who they are. Like yeah. the twenty, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen some uh, fans say this. Like nobody from the 2011 or 2012 draft is left besides Aldon Smith and Kaepernick. So that's how bad of a job. Like, they traded their first-round pick in 2012, A.J. Jenkins. They traded him to the Chiefs for Doug Baldwin or whatever. Or was it the Seahawks? I can't remember. Hmm. It was to the Chiefs. There it is. Yeah, so it's... It's... it's pretty Here's bad. your 2014 draft. Jimmy Ward, Carlos Hyde, Marcus Martin, Chris Orland... Brandon Thomas, Bruce Ellington, Dante Johnson, Aaron Lynch, Keith Reeser, Kenneth Aker, Caleb Ramsey, and Trey Millard. I've never heard of any of these people. I've heard of Carlos Hyde. Yeah, because he had like fill in when like Frank Gore went down, then Michael James retired. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Kubiak, he, I'm, I'd be pretty sad to see him go because I mean the offense has worked pretty well under him so far this year. We've only had a couple of fire Kubiak things happen <laughs> on Twitter. It's not it's not as bad as Cam Cameron, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I like how I like how that they had that one picture of Kubiak, like he he was showing, I think it was Flacco, like the 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 play chart or whatever he had, and it was like all color coded. And mm-hmm. I think it was Joe Pa on Twitter said that um I, I always thought Cam Cameron's playbook was a coloring book. Kubiak's turned out to be an actual coloring book. <laughs> Like it's just like Cam Cameron's playbook is like learn whatever those like series of books are like dummies for like coaching for dummies offensive coordinators for dummies and it's just like coloring lines of Madden plays. (laughs) Well, he's he's actually uh, he's actually the offensive coordinator for the LSU Tigers, so that's saying something. And they aren't they like terrible? Oh, LSU Tigers record. Let me look. Because I know they didn't like go to the playoffs. And they were kind of high. They are. They're eight and five. I mean, so there's that. Yeah. During the Music City Bowl. <laughs> the what? The the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh wait, they lost to Notre Dame. Never mind. That when happened yesterday. The Bitcoin Bowl in um Tampa. The Tropicana Field. There was a Bitcoin ball? I think. It was sponsored by Bitcoin. Really? The internet is leaking. Let me see. Bitcoin ball. Really? 
The game wins the night as highest rated primetime cable program. What? I will never understand what Bitcoin is. It's it's cryptocurrency, and that's all you need to know. It's the Bitcoin St. Petersburg Bowl. Of course, it was in Canfield. It probably, people probably like, what's a Bitcoin? Where are the rates? Because it's just old people. Don't even get me started on Tropicana Field. <laughs> so I'm looking over the 49ers drafts with their new GM, and they are terrible. I know Alden Smith, Colin Kaepernick, and a homophobic Chris Culliver, and that's like the only notable people in 2011. Yeah, and then there's like Carlos Hyde, and that's it. And Eric Reed. Eric Reed's all right, but I'm pretty sure he ended the season on injured reserve because he was hurt. Mm. Nothing can do to prevent that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, next piece of news. Uh, Ravens head of security charged with a fourth-degree fourth sexual offense. And we look. you can look up what a fourth-degree sexual offense is because we're not going to read out what it is over this because it may offend you because we don't know what offends people. Well, I'm going to read this. It's not considered a sexually violent offense. So there's that. Mm. So he wasn't sexually vi uh, violent. I was going to say sexually violated, but no, he was the one doing the sexual violation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, they said the fourth degree sexual offense pun is punishable by a maximum year in jail or a fine of a thousand dollars. So, and he was the one that like took out his weapon when he was doing something. With yeah, there's there. He had a previous incident in two thousand four, I believe. Where he fought, where he was at a Terps basketball game, and he his gun went off inside an auditorium. Court records show that the high-ranking whoops, that was pretty bad. Um, I got to turn autoplay off. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was that's 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 this. It, it, we can't Ravens can't catch a break with that kind of stuff. It just seems like one thing after another. Yeah, uh, I have stories of Steve Shadi, but I will not share those. Oh because god! They are private. I I, I got to hear these off air. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it's just uh, I don't know. But in later news, Haloti not a return to practice. That's that's something else. That we uh, oh, yeah. he's back <laughs> after a four game suspension of Adderall, quote unquote Adderall. Mm. And but, he's probably back from suspension from Royal Farms. <laughs> I love those commercials. I love that in the um the window one. Have you seen the window? Yeah, for window like tinting or whatever. No, it's um It's like window installation. He's Thompson dressed up as like a sun. Yeah. There's two versions of that. There's one as him in the sun, as the sun and then there's one they uh air in DC in Virginia as Brian Kerrigan as the sun. <laughs> so I remember going to, like, Royal Farms. I had to fill up my gas tank. It was, like, 2.30 in the morning. Me and my friend were leaving, like, McDonald's after work. And I just went up to, like, Royal Farms and went to go fill up my gas tank. And, like, it's just him on, like, the gas pump with, like, the purple 92 shirt. Because I can't use actual jersey. And I'm like, I thought they were something suspended. Nope, he's still here. Uh, fun times in the neighborhood. I love you, Haloti. He's actually... He was the first jersey I had, I think. I think I got Haloti. No, no. I still remember his rookie season. First game, 
first football game I've ever watched. It was against Ravens against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was it was literally not his first game, and he tips a pass and picks it off as like the I think it was in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, good times. My first football jersey was Todd Heap. Is he Todd Heap or Ray Lewis? And then I got Joe Flacco and the Raiders fans spilled beer on me. <laughs> That's that probably synopsis for Flacco's career. Uh, love you, Joe. Um, <laughs> side note, uh, Elvis Dumanville, Marshall Yanda, and CJ Mosley were elected to the Pro Bowl, all deserving in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the alternate, the alternates is what I don't get. Um, Justin Forsett, Terrell Suggs, Sam Cock, Jacoby Jones, and Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, Forsett, I understand, having a career year. Suggs, I understand, he's a good name. Sam Cook. Pretty sure he's having a career year too. He's had some pretty nice punts, but Juice Check and Jacoby Jones, that that's that's a head scratcher to me. Yeah. Didn't like some Browns player call Jacoby Jones for always fair catching <laughs> on Twitter. I he called him out on his fair catching? Yeah. Like some Browns player that like nobody's ever heard of was like, You gonna call fair catches on Sunday, Jacoby? Like he tweeted him and everything. I'm just like, dude, nobody knows who you are, shut your mouth. Well, not only that, he doesn't call fair catches. He runs it out of the end zone every time on kickoffs, at least. And then on punts, he tries to run it back. And he, that, I think that's the big reason why he got elected. It's not only because of his name. It's because that he runs it out he every time. Yeah, he tries to, and he gets yards. So he racks up all the yards. And that's a big reason why I got the Ravens defense in fantasy football is because you get, in our league, you got points for special team yardage. Mm-hmm. And I would just get, I'd get, like, a guaranteed, like, 20 points because of what he would do. Yeah. Or, like... I don't get how um, Tucker is in a alternate. I mean, he's missed a lot of field goals this year, surprisingly for him. Really? I thought he's only missed like three. Yeah, but he's missed them all in one game. Didn't he? Um, let me see. He is for the year. He has fifty-four, thirty, no, thirty-four attempted, twenty-nine made. So, hmm. I mean. He would be like a household name people would know, but I don't know who else is going to be the kicker for the Pro Bowl team. <laughs> I actually don't Goss know. Hosky. Yeah, um, let's see, kicker. Someone just tweeted, just changed the Defensive Player of the Month award, or like Defensive Rookie of the Month award to the CJ Mosley award. Because <laughs> <laughs> they probably won it like every month. <laughs> nice. Um, who did win the kicker for... AFC. Who was it? It is... Oh, it's Gostowski and Vinatieri. Mm. Vinatieri's still kicking? Apparently. I'm pretty sure he can only hit like four, like 35 yarders at most now. <laughs> Where is he? he? He's on the Colts. Yeah, he's on the Colts still. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for Ravens news. Um, other than that, uh, let's move on to our second segment. This is Pop Culture Corner. Dead silence. <laughs> uh, we are going to be talking about things we have been reading, playing, watching, doing, etc. Um, just to kind of break things up and not solely be focused on sports. Even though that's what this show is about. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so you want to go first, Connor? Uh, sure. I just found out that there's a Straight Outta Compton movie. That's pretty, pretty cool. Um, 
Bobby Schmurder is going to face like 30 years in prison for gun and drug charges. And I found this out about a week ago. So. <laughs> uh, good, 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 good one. Good one. That's, I mean, I haven't been following pop culture since I've been away, so... Um, yeah, Connor's, Connor's back from New York, so... He had to get, like... He had to, like, take a five-hour shower, and then he had to go get baptized again. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... He, he's now uh, dreaming about Kevin Euclid, so... Uh, what I have been... Uh, doing is mostly Netflix. I have watched. Uh, I what have I been doing? Holy crap! Um, well, I watched the uh, Hobbit movie about last I, I, I about a week that. ago. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I I saw <laughs> about. Um, <laughs> no, I literally did see it a week ago, but it it was all right. I liked I liked the other two movies better because um. It just it's every a lot of it seemed forced like the the romance that all that stuff was forced with the the dwarf and the elves then um I don't really want to spoil everything but they kind of shoot at the very end they kind of like I mean, try to shoot a 70 year old book I don't think you're spoiling anything Well I mean the movie's different from the book and people people are weird like that So anyway it's um they kind of try to shoehorn in Aragorn Is it Aragorn I think Who's 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 the I don't remember the names. It's the ranger who takes a, who becomes the king in the last Lord of the Rings movie. I can't remember his name. I've never seen the Lord of the Rings. You've never seen Lord of the Rings? God. No. I'm probably the only person that has it. I actually got the three film collection for Christmas, so I'll let you borrow it. I'm holding it in my hand. It's right on my desk. <clears throat> what is crack? Um, but that's about it. Other than that, it's just been Netflix and video games. So... I mean, uh, I've been playing a little bit of Far Cry Four, borrowed it from my cousin. I don't, I don't buy sixty dollars games anymore. That's that's a waste of money. Um, I'm watching this video MLB posted, and they show like nothing from the Orioles. They show the Orioles losing to Kansas City, and that's it. What's the video supposed to be about? Like all the things that happened this year. Really? Like, you don't even get Delman Young's double in there? No, they had every other postseason clinching game except for us beating Detroit. They have. Um, freaking a video of Alex Gordon running into the wall seven times. <laughs> they have nothing about Delman Young. Really? Like somebody, know, somebody at MLB is Jewish. It doesn't like they're like screw Delman Young. <laughs> uh, I, I was just watching. I was like, okay, I can understand the Jeter stuff, the Giants and the Royals. There was nothing on the order. Really? That's like nothing. If anything, here I'll rewatch it. They're starting with like the thing Australia, Jose Abreu, um, the Darvish one hitter. Oh yeah. Uh, Trout. Um, Josh Beckett's no hitter. Clayton Kershaw's no hitter. Tim Lincecum's no hitter. Jared Jeter at the All-Star Game. Jonathan Lucroy with a walk-off. Corey Kluber. Um, Stanton with a monster home run. 
the Phillies combined no hitter. Oh, uh, I, I don't still know how. I don't understand how that happened. Didn't it happen against the Rays? No, the Braves. Braves. Yeah. Degrom, Canerco. That's one I was kind of sad about because Canerco was a really good player, but he didn't get any recognition because of Jeter's retirement party. And here's Jeter getting the walk off against the Orioles. You see Kelly Johnson in the background, like what? <laughs> King Felix. You you can't tell me that that walk off wasn't staged. That that Buck put someone in there to let Jeter so, walk off. Yeah, Evan Meek. No, the Royals win the wild card game. Giants winning the wild card game. Royals beating the Angels. Giants beating the Nationals. Royals beating the Orioles. More Royals. Mike Mustakis into the dugout. Here's Alex Gordon into the wall 7,000 times. Royals winning the championship series. Boo. Travis Ishikawa walk-off. Um, the World Series. And there's nothing about the Orioles. That was a waste of the video. Shame. I don't get it. Shame. Shame. At least there's nothing about the Red Sox. That too. There's like nothing from the Red Sox. It's just, just the Orioles losing to the Yankees. Losing <laughs> to the Royals. It's like, this sucks. Uh, it didn't even show Oscar Tavares or anything. Really? That's that's kind of insulting. Like nothing from the Cardinals either. Yeah, I think you throw in like a little thing for Tavares. Yeah, at least get that, what was it, he had like a... A uh, pinch hit home run in pinch the, hit home run in the DS against um, San Francisco. Yeah, at least put that in there. Like, come on. Or was it against San Francisco or Los Angeles? I think it was against LA, actually. Yeah, in the DS. So. All right. Well, I think that wraps up for Pop Culture Corner. Unless you want to add anything. Um. No, I'm. I'm good. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I don't have fun. My name's Connor. <laughs> um, Alright, well, we'll be back after these tunes. Some radical tunes, brah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this time around, we're going to be talking about the Washington Wizards. Sports. Sports. Sprots. Sprots. Sprotting. Sprotting up in here. Um, biggest piece of news is that yesterday, I believe, <clears throat> my voice keeps on cracking. I. It was yesterday. The uh, Dallas stomped Washington, uh, one fourteen to eighty-seven. Um, tell you how bad it was. Chris Humphreys was the leading scorer tied with John Wall for 11 points. He hasn't scored since he had Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had two guys on their bench get uh, double-digit points. Uh, Jefferson and Villanueva. So that, that, that gives you an idea how bad it was. And second on the Wizards was Bion Gortat at 10 points. <sighs> Um, not a good stretch for them lately. After they had a really good stretch of games. Well, I mean, they're three and two in the last about in about the last week or so. Um, they beat the Rockets by one point, so that's that's kind of disheartening. Um, 
I mean, it's nice that they won, but you figure they'd beat them by, I, well, I would hope they would beat them by a little bit more. Um, disclaimer for a view, for the viewers, I'm, I'm a bit basketball, ba I can't talk, basketball illiterate, so Connor is the one who's got to carry the load on this. Um, <clears throat> so basketball it, is my favorite sport. I love the way to dribble up and down the court. You did not. Yes. You did not. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's how it goes. So if excuse my ignorance if I say anything out of line. Feel free to call me out on it, and I will, I will probably agree with you. As we said earlier, we're not analytical. We're just shooting the breeze here up and down the court. Off the porch, I can't rhyme. Um, but yeah, they uh, they beat the Rockets by one point. They beat the Celtics one hundred one eighty eight. They beat the Knicks one hundred two to ninety one, and they lost to the Bulls ninety nine to ninety one. And the Bulls game, I'm pretty sure uh, Derek Rose went off. He got like twenty some points, I believe. So there's that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, Beal dropped thirty three against the Rockets. And we actually find this funny because um, it was a writer on where is it on wizofawes.com. I don't really visit the site, but it's part of fan cited and SI. So um, they wrote an article right before the Rockets game that why Bradley Beal hasn't had a breakout season thus far, and then he goes and has a has a monster game. So there's that. <laughs> And not much, not much news on the Wizards side. I, I guess it's because uh, basketball is more of a, a longer, longer uh, season. Or yeah. we're, we're just dumb. That, that could be another one. Or we're just like missing the obvious like news that's wrong. Yeah. Or there's something right in front of my face and I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen on Twitter from like all the beat reporters for the uh, Wizards, I haven't seen much. Yeah, other with than, like just reporting on the games as they happen. That's kind of actually a good thing because you don't. If I mean, if your team has a lot of news, it's normally a bad thing. So like, unless they're like doing the, like the Ravens, yeah, like the Ravens. I, the I'm, Orioles with like the injuries, but the Wizards are staying quiet. They're winning. They're starting to get some recognition. They play Christmas and they beat the Knicks on Christmas. That was good. Yeah, they have. I can't remember, but they were going on a stretch where they didn't have like a nationally televised game in like three years or something like that. I don't know if that was broken last season or not, but I'm not sure. Yeah, because they were on national TV a couple times last year. There it is. So yeah, <clears throat> but uh, I mean, and then when they were in the playoffs, they were obviously on national TV. Yeah, and then they had. Um, would TNT count as national TV or like? Well, it's cable, so yeah, I would. Okay. Because I don't know if that would be just like ABC or ESPN. I'm pretty sure it's TNT's cable, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Because like the Orioles would be on TBS like in a random like Sunday during the season. Yeah, that was. It would still be on massive for us, but it'd be like TBS around the country. I thought it'd be. I thought it's normally on Fox. I thought TBS was the playoffs. Well, TBS does like one random like Sunday game oh, a okay. year, and Fox does like the Saturday games, and ESPN does Sunday. Gotcha. And, uh, ESPN does, like, Wednesday or Monday. It's really weird. Yeah, I mean, other than that, there's not much. They stay... Or that's a good thing about the Wizards. They stay quiet, and, like, from aside from the occasional movie night, you don't get to hear much from them. Yeah. Or when you search John Wall on YouTube and you find a video of him making it rain at a 
strip club in DC. <laughs> oh, that uh, that three sixty spin layup that he had the other night. He had he did that like two nights in a row, didn't he? I think he did. I'm not quite sure. Oh, let me look that up. Uh... Oh, he did it against the Celtics, and I think he did it against the Mavs. I could be wrong. I pro I'm probably wrong. Um, but, yeah, it's not much, and we're not that analytical about uh, Wizards as much as we are at the other sports, but we figured it'd be nice to cover them. We like them, so. They're doing really good this year. So yeah. Well, I mean, they haven't really faced really any good, good teams yet. I mean, the only good team they've... They faced Toronto early in the year, and they got destroyed. Yeah, it was I mean, only Toronto's like anniversary night for their team. I mean, they so. they lost to the Bulls and they barely beat the Rockets. So I mean, there's that. Hmm. I mean, when you get to East, you get like the Heat who's struggling this year, the Cavaliers who haven't figured it out, and like the like the Heat would make the playoffs now and they'd be like three games under 500. So it wouldn't be like anything special to beat them now, yeah, especially they, when you're closer to the top, like with Toronto and Atlanta, who's surprisingly really good. Yeah, the East is East is surprisingly weak this year. I mean, it, it was last year too. Well, yeah, true. Besides, like the Heat, and that's about the heat, it. The Heat, and then like the Pacers, but the Pacers like struggled so much at the end. But what are the Pacers now? They're like, oh, they're like pretty bad now, though, aren't they? Yeah, because Paul George is hurt. That's yeah, that's right. For is, um, I forget his name. The big tall guy. Oh. <sighs> This is terrible. I forget his name. He the, was on Parks and Recreation one time. The the one guy that uh, that um, that was his name. Yeah, the one guy that um uh, was it Gilbert Arenas always shit talks on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> I love Agent Zero. Um, that's about it. I mean, uh, there there's not really too much big news in the NBA world as, in general. I don't think. Um, um no, not as much. Like the, there's like rumors about LeBron leaving after two years, going back to Miami or going wherever because it's not working in Cleveland. Like guys, come on, it's only been a couple months. You gotta give him some time. That's the only thing I can think of with NBA news. Yeah, nothing like with um. There's nothing big like Donald Sterling was last year. Yeah. Oh, the 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 best the best thing I think is um the Jazz uh. Coach, after he did, he called a timeout like late in the game, and the team was doing bad. And he just stared at them for a minute. He didn't say anything. He just <laughs> stared at them. And if you look up some gifts of this guy, like he has like a murderous stare. Like he's gonna like kill somebody. It's like William Defoe bad. Is this the jazz coach? Yeah, it's uh Quinn, Quinn Snyder. That's it. Uh. Hold on. Uh, this dude, okay. His, like, main Google picture is really bad. Yeah, it's just, it's, that, that's about all that's going on in the NBA world right now. There's not much. He's got, like, the squinty eye. <laughs> like, he has, like, a little twitch. <laughs> yeah, this dude's definitely killed some people. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you hear here, folks, if you hear about Quinn Snyder, murder charge, <laughs> we called it. Yeah. Quinn Snyder. Um, Alright, well, we're going to wrap that up since there's not much, and we're going to move on to the third segment. Ooh. 
Um, social stupidity. This is a fun one because we get we pick two comments each from a Facebook, Twitter, or whatever post from any of these four teams, and we pick the ones that we feel are the stupidest, and we say them and we make fun of them, and it's all good times for everybody. So I'll go first. Okay. Um, the first one. This is. Uh, I don't. This is from Facebook. That's right. It's from uh, Raven's Facebook post. And someone goes, where's the pic of Tomlinson standing on the field pretending he isn't cheating? First, they mean Tomlin. And second, I think they're talking about that instance with Jacoby Jones. But if you're going to call a guy out, like, say his name. Like, like yeah, how, like, um, Chris David. How, the, how come he doesn't hit home runs anymore? Like, or when I went up to the Redskins post, everyone was saying they wanted to fu- fire Dan Snyder, but they couldn't spell Snyder right. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, it, you can't, uh. Some people say Matt Weider's wrong when they're saying he does something I wrong. before E, you don't run on he. That's <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> like, even, it wasn't the plaque on Utah Street, like, misspelled with his name that one time? It, yeah. <laughs> Uh. All right, you want to go with one of yours? Yeah. Um. There's like a bunch of Orioles Facebook groups, and I join them just to get into arguments with people to make them mad. Like this guy was talking about um how he doesn't want Aoki on the Orioles because he's he doesn't hit home runs. I was like, he's not a home run hitter. He's like, I'm not going to give eight million to a guy who only hits one home run a year. And he basically said Aoki is like is basically David Lowe, and that Steve Pierce is overrated. I'm like Steve Pierce is one full year. You have you have to be rated first to be overrated. Exactly. Like like Pierce is just starting to be like rated as you know we don't know what he is yet because he's only had one full season without injury or being like cut or as or I like to like call him three times. Huh. Like being cut like three times in two weeks. He was DFA'd by the Astros, so put that in perspective. Mm. When the Astros were really bad. Yeah, now they're like semi bad. <laughs> it, uh, I I want Aoki. Aoki's like a perfect. I feel like he fits right where he's like he's pretty much Nick. He, yeah, he's, he's pretty much him. Nick, just without the home runs. N- Nick hits like what, maybe ten home runs a year, if that anymore. You put Aoki in Camden Yards, he'll hit 10 home runs. I don't know about all that. He's predominantly a ground ball hitter. Because mm. I mean, uh, it's Camden Yards. I mean... True. I mean, we could probably eight. hit home runs out of Camden Yards. Yeah, give me a baseball bat and, like, lob it in at, like, 50 miles an hour. I could probably hit it out of there. <laughs> give but me like, a baseball bat and Jim Johnson. I can hit it out of there. <laughs> yeah, like David Lowe. <laughs> but, um... I don't know. Aoki's nothing like David Lowe. He actually hits the baseball. He gets on. He can steal without getting thrown out. Um, obviously, Lowe's defense is better. That's the only thing that Lowe has on um, Aoki. I'd like to see what Lowe can do, because he didn't get much playing time in the second half. But he was doing better. Yeah. I mean, uh, th- he did a lot better than he did in the beginning of the season. But Aoki is the the one thing that was concerning about me is that his ground ball rate, um, I think it was his ground ball rate, kept on is has been climbing year by year. 
But uh, from what I've been told, it, I mean, not what I've been told, what I've seen mm-hmm. is that his uh, line drive percentage is going up, too. So, it's, because when, you, when you're a predominantly ground ball hitter, it's normally your, um, from what I understand, because I'm not a statistician, st- I can't talk, statistician, um, is that if your ground ball rate's high and your BAPIP's high, you're, you're due for a regression. But since his line drive percentage keeps going up, it's supposed to cancel out. So he, He's a weird like um, case to study. He's interesting. I'll give him that. Yeah. He, I think he'd be fine in Camden. It's smaller right field than Kaufman, so it's less ground to cover, which was surprising to me how Marquegas was so bad at covering you know, the outfield. Yeah, well, that's another thing about Aoki. He's fast. He, his defense is actually... Pretty sure his range is a lot better because he's faster, but his arm isn't the same as Nick's. Yeah. Like, I remember in the uh, championship series, Marquecas was getting a ball that... Um, it was, like, either Gordon or Hosmer knocked down the line and it, like, just, like, dropped in. and just, like, drops. And Marquecas took, like, like, so long to get to it. Like, he would just take, like, one long, like, slow stride after another. I feel like Aoki just like tiptoes and he like speeds to it. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't he have. have uh, go ahead. He doesn't have like a good arm, but he's like a, got an average arm. Yeah, he's he's not he's not flat footed like some other people on the team. I'm looking at you, JJ Hardy. Like the guy runs flat foot. You're not supposed to run flat footed. It's not how. Matt Waiters is just slow because he's a catcher. We're not going to make fun of him anymore. I'm pretty. I'm make fun of JJ Hardy. Because he's an infielder and he's supposed to be fast. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure, like when Matt Weeders runs, like he's imagining JJ Hardy on his back. <laughs> or like Matt Weeders runs, like he thinks he still has his equipment on. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure if you like did a forty time, I'm pretty sure Kirk, Wayne Kirby could beat Weeders <laughs> in a foot race. <laughs> Wayne Kirby could probably chug it. Uh, all right, I'm going to move on to my next quote. All right, on the Pro Football Talk um, <laughs> article, this is probably cheating because it's Pro Football Talk because some of those comments are just, like, complete gold. But it's the article about the sexual assault charge on the Ravens' head of security. This person said, <clears throat> Just another reason for the Ravens to pound the Steelers Saturday night! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. That's that's a that's a point choice of point 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 choice of words. It's a point choice, choice of words, yeah. Um, <laughs> when there another one on there was like time for John Manziel to get lost or something. Uh, no, it was just like a completely unrelated comment. It said, "Please cut John Manziel." It wasn't Johnny Manziel. It was John Manziel. <laughs> Please cut John Manziel. Uh, that, John. No, but the, the, you're going to say Ravens need to pound the Steelers on a article about sexual assault. Yeah, people don't phrase their words really good anymore. Phrasing! <laughs> Any Anybody watches Archer, please get that joke. All of two of you that watch, I hope one of you at least watch Archer. So. I watched Archer. I don't, the only thing I remember it was Danger Zone, and he was like really offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the charm of Archer. Uh, you got your second one? Yeah. Um, on the same thread with the dude by Aoki, the first comment, the whole thing is, what would you do if you're the Orioles GM for a day? And the first guy goes, fire Angelos. 
And I'm just thinking, I don't think that's how it works. I, I don't. I don't think this person has a understanding on the uh, the intricacies. I can't even intricacies of baseball hierarchy. Like you can't really fire a Mac, an owner. Well, he's not only that; he's the team president. But yeah, he's the owner. You can't fire the owner. I don't. How would how would that? I don't. I don't even know. Like, like Danger Cat just walks in. Peter, you're fired. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, and gets up and walks away. Like everyone's like, it's that simple. We waited 14 years, and we could have done that. <laughs> or, or just like um, Dan Jennings just walks up to Jeffrey Lawyer. All right, you're fired. He's like, okay. <laughs> like he just walks away. Like about time. <laughs> that was never gonna happen. <laughs> No, the weird thing about Jeffrey Lawyer is that um, with the uh, the his World Series rings, like it has like a secret compartment in it. Have you read that? No. Apparently, really? like when he got it designed, like they're like everyone. I think it's just him and like the top people in the organization who won it at the time. They have like a little compartment in their World Series ring or something like that. It's like really intricate and costs like a lot of money. What? <laughs> It sounds like some Illuminati shit. What are they hiding? Is it weed or something? <laughs> Miami's hopes and dreams. <laughs> it's that small. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Um, I'm trying to think what you could hide in there. Probably like a penny. Like just throw it at somebody or something. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what all billionaires do, is they throw pennies at poor people. <laughs> I don't need this. It's Trump change. I see Jeffrey Loria walking down the street in Miami. He just has like $300 in his back pocket. He's like, oh, weighing me down. You can buy like a whole neighborhood with that kind of money. <laughs> I can see the Detroit owner walking through a neighborhood like, I can own all of this. <laughs> Uh, or Cleveland, where you can own, own a house for the price of a VCR. <laughs> that probably comes with a VCR. <laughs> what is it, the hastily made Cleveland tourist video? It looks like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. Yeah. Or, like, I remember seeing this video. It was like, if they made a Transformers movie instead of in Cleveland, they wouldn't have to bring in the CGI guys. They already <laughs> have it done. <laughs> Oh, God. It's fun making fun of cities sometimes. And then you come home and see Baltimore. And you're yeah, and then I'm sad. It's like, I have shitty roads. These sh shitty politicians. Shitty roads. Um, I, got, I, got, I got a hotel in my, my beautiful skyline. Yeah. We got... We got, like... Um, we got an inner harbor full of dead fish. <laughs> you, what do you have, Cleveland? Oh yeah, your rivers are on fire. <laughs> if that's not a sign from God, I don't know what is. Your river catches on fire. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, if I'm like a Cleveland, like, or if I'm like a free agent uh, for any sport. And I see, like, I just Google, like, Cleveland. I don't know anything about it. And the first thing that comes up is Cleveland River on fire. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going there. Well, no, if you actually, if you Google Factory of Sadness, the first thing that comes up is Brown Stadium. 
<laughs> I'm not even lying, because of that... Aw. It used to be... It used to be if you Googled it, it like it came up with the Google Maps and all that to the Brown Stadium. It doesn't do that anymore, I guess. But it's because of that Mike Polk. Yeah, have, Go ahead. They just have like the pictures and like the um, video of the dude ranting outside of Cleveland Brown Stadium. Yeah, Mike Polk. He's the same guy who did the hastily made Cleveland tourist video. <laughs> he does all that kind of stuff. It's hilarious. I would too if I was from Cleveland. <laughs> It's a it's a level of self awareness that is needed for living in Cleveland. Like you Google Factor of Sadness, a couple images down and it says April Fools with like Brandon Weed and Trent Richardson when he was on the Browns, like jumping up and he's holding like the Super Bowl trophy. Brandon Weed with a Super Bowl ring, that's something. I would pay money to see that. He could have won a World Series ring with the Yankees and then like go to the Browns and win a Super Bowl. Because he used to be on the Yankees. If he did that, he'd be like a sports god. He would be. You win a you win a Super Bowl. You're the starting pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you win a they win a Super Bowl, and then the, the then the Browns win a World Series. They wouldn't be the other way around. Or you're that good that the Browns win the Super Bowl. Exactly. No, no, the Browns are so good they win the World Series. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Alright, I think that cuts it for this part. We're going to go to some more music while we get our heads together. And possibly do some other things. We'll be back. very long. We both took showers and we're feeling nice and refreshed to talk about some very intriguing uh, Capitals Blackhawks hockey. Um, disclaimer, again, I am, I know less about hockey than I do basketball. So again, Connor's going to have to share, the, take the load on this one. Um, basically, uh, well, the Winter Classic is tomorrow, and uh, there, there's talk that it's going to be pushed back because of Sun Glare. I've, I've, I've never heard of such things, probably because I don't watch hockey. And this is probably why hockey is played outdoors. Um, well, it wasn't a problem for the Cap. It wasn't a problem for the Capitals in 2011 when they had their winter classic in Pittsburgh. They moved it back, though. It was supposed to be a one. They moved it to 8 o'clock because it was um, rain. I think it was like the first time they played it at night. So they started playing games at night more because it probably attracted a bigger TV audience. Yeah. And probably save time from the sun glare. Because I heard about that at another outdoor game that they NHL had. I forget which one, though. Gotcha. Why does it seem like the Capitals keep on getting all the winter classics? <laughs> well, it's their second one. Uh -uh. Blackhawks, this is like their third outdoor game because they were at the winter classic in Wrigley Field and they had the stadium series game last year in um, Soldier Field. Gotcha. Um,. Orpik is shown to be a game time decision. Uh, there's he's been they had the family skate thing today, and he was seen there. Was he there skating? Yeah, he was there skating, and he's skating at, like with the other players. That probably like just like, and but he's gonna take warm ups during before the um 
game, but he's still a game time decision. Right. And Trot, Trot said he doesn't want to push it if he's not ready because it's not worth it just for a one day thing. Yeah. Um, there was a. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, well, well basically, well, um, it's going to be a really nice goalie matchup from what I can see. Uh, Holt being Corey Crawford are, are like pretty similar if you look at their uh, their lines. Uh, Holby's got a 92.6 save percentage. Crawford has a 92.07. Uh, adjusted, Holby's got a 92.36, and Crawford's got a 92.26. So, um, from the... And you got two good um, one-two duos of Ovechkin, Backstrom, and then Jonathan Tate, Patrick Kane. Yeah. So, um, it's going to be a good game. I plan on watching it. Uh, if, if it's not on when I'm working, that is. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm very ignorant when it comes to hockey, so excuse me. Uh, we, we figured uh, that since we're both big fans, we uh, should... Um, <clears throat> well, I guess you couldn't call me a big fan because I don't follow them as close, but I have so many other sports I have to watch. and then. But anyway, um, from... I'm good friends with uh, Dave Stevenson, and uh, he's uh, one of the editors over at Fansided for Stars and Sticks, which I recommend you read. And he has a pretty good article about um, uh, Holby versus Crawford, if you want to get in more to that. But basically what he breaks down is that Crawford's better with long shots and has problems with rebounds and deflections. And their, their shot charts are interesting to look at uh, for their saves. Um... Anything else? Oh, not that I can find. I mean, anything else, Caps News. There was a thing that uh, Tom Wilson did with Michael Lauder for ESPN. Oh, yeah, he pied him or whatever? Yeah, Justin Peters came in and pied Tom Wilson. He was interviewing Lotta for this ESPN.com thing, and since they're really roommates and best friends. And then Peters just came in and ruined it. <laughs> kind of like when he comes in to play goalie. Nice. I just got that second part. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a pic uh, there's a picture of some of what Peters. He's like in Brooklyn. They're in Brooklyn, and he there's no room on the bench for him, so he has to sit in the tunnel. Yeah, at the um, Nassau Coliseum because it's like really old. So there's probably not enough room for him on the bench, and he's just sitting in like the tunnel way. <laughs> uh oh, Brooklyn. Good stuff. Yeah, at least they're moving to the um, Barclays Center soon. Yeah. So that'll give Justin Peters room on the bench. <laughs> uh, sounds like that. I'm glad we have Verizon. Mm. Yeah, I just went there a couple of weeks ago for uh, my first game, and it was really nice. It was my first time ever being there, too. Yeah, I still have to go. That's the one That's the one place I haven't been. I've been to both Camden and M&T. I've been to Nationals Park, even, but I haven't been to uh, Verizon Center. Yeah, Nats Park is kind of boring. There's nothing that stands out there. It's, it's the only thing. Like, the thing with the me is, like, it's not a real baseball stadium unless you have tunnels into the seats, like Camden Yards does. Mm -hmm. And Nationals Park, you just, like, walk downstairs. Like, it's kind of like the <laughs> minor league ballpark feel. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 weird. Um, like it's a like it's a new stadium, but it's just boring. There's nothing nice about it. It doesn't have like the big features, like the warehouse or like if they didn't put those stupid parking structures there, and you could see the um, 
Washington, um, whatever the Capitol building, it would be kind of cooler. Yeah, uh, I actually I actually went there on the Memorial Day Memorial Day game last year or the year before last. Like, I think it was the year before last, and I actually met one of the Nationals beat writer. He was pretty cool. When they played the Orioles. Uh, yeah, when they played the Orioles for the yeah, uh, the interleague series or whatever, I think it was. Yeah, I went to that, and Hamill pitched like eight innings. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it for Capitals news. Not much coming out of that front, unless we're probably just again ignorant. Uh, so, do you wanna do you wanna move on? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That, we've only we've only been on air for about six minutes, so that's that's pretty bad. But we'll move on. Uh, we got the hall. Our next segment is the Hall of Shame. Or my yes, <laughs> Hall of Shame. It's the who we think had the worst performance in all of sports the last two weeks. Uh, do you do you want to do yours, Connor, or do you want me to do mine? Oh, I'll start. Mine is the Falcons, and I picked the Falcons because they drafted Matt Ryan in two thousand eight, and they. Um, got Mike Smith as your coach in 2008, I think. And it was them and the Ravens. They had the new head coach um, quarterback combo. And over the years, the Ravens have been steadily climbing, and the Falcons have been steadily going down. And now they just missed out on going to the playoffs, even though they could have made it at, you know, 7 and 9. When I think that's like a low point where you can miss the playoffs, but still have like a chance with a losing record. In like the crappiest division ever. Yeah. And Mike Smith was fired. Was the GM fired? No, I think it was just the head coach. Mike Smith, okay. So it's just Mike Smith leaving, but you still got Matt Ryan with one playoff win since he came into the league. Um, you know, just a, just a mess. And they've never won. They've never won anything like big. That's kind of sad. Yeah, they, they, they lost to the Panthers 34-3. I mean, the from what I'm looking at, the time of possession, uh, they lost time of possession battle. The Panthers had the ball for three more minutes. And they the Falcons ran more plays, and they still only ended up with three points. I don't... Like, Matt Ryan threw for more yards than Cam Newton. Uh, they didn't really do that much. It's It's just crazy. It's kind of, the Falcons are like the regular season champions every year. Like everyone thinks they're going to win the division with Matt Ryan, and like they have the two elite wide receivers, they're going to go to the playoffs. But they never do anything there, and everyone thinks, "Oh, this is the year that Matt Ryan pulls through with Julio Jones and Roddy White." One of them gets hurt. Matt Ryan has nobody to throw to, and he falls apart. Well, this year it was their their offensive line was was pretty garbage. I'm pretty sure I pretty, a lot of people got hurt and then they just didn't play that well. And then yeah. <laughs> Matt Ryan only has what one one playoff win, and in his career, yeah. And Joe Flacco has like eight. Yeah, his win came when they actually it was 2012, and I thought, oh, it's going to be Flacco Ryan Super Bowl, and they lost to the 49ers in the championship game. And they barely like got out. I got out. Uh, they barely beat Seattle the week prior too. And yeah, because Seattle came off the win against Washington, so they went to uh, Atlanta, who had the bye, and barely beat Seattle. I remember watching that game after. It was the day after the Ravens beat the Broncos. Yeah, 
I mean, hell, hell, even Roddy White during that game had had eight receptions, 100 yards, and they lost. Like, he had over 100 yards, no touchdowns, and they lost. And nobody on their team, receiving-wise, got more than 28 yards on the Panthers. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> How did they... Was it just running the ball? Did they um, score? Yeah, yeah, they ran the ball really well. They had three guys with at least 40 yards. Or four guys with at least 40 yards. Okay. And then Cam Newton had... I think it was mainly their defense, it looks like. Yeah, they had two defensive touchdowns. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then Cam Newton runs in for a touchdown and then two field goals. Or another okay. touchdown. Oh, he passed for a touchdown, too. Yeah. So, it... I okay. can't name a single Panthers wide receiver. Don't they have the Kelvin Benjamin? Yeah, Benjamin. That's it. That's the only one. Oh, and Jericho Cotri's on there, too. Oh, well, He's somehow there. still playing. I don't understand that either. Yeah. All right. My... Hall of Shame vote goes to the Redskins. I two two wins. That that's that's the best you can do. Two wins, and you lose. You get shit on by the Cowboys, forty four to seventeen this week. And hold on, let me let me pull up these stats. Give me one second. Yeah, they're that they're that bad. You have to wait. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, give you this all at once. But okay, so here's how it went down. The Cowboys ran 61 plays. Redskins ran 68. The time of possession was almost identical. There was about a minute apart. The Cowboys had a minute more. And the Cowboys are the Cowboys scored 44. The Redskins only scored 17. Oh wait, four wins. My bad. They had four wins. I, I I gave them two less credit. Two less. Two less. I don't even know what this word. Two less credit. Troy, two less. Winsky. <laughs> hey, if you ever lose a seat, that's a good... Um, Troy, two, two less whiskey. Oh, boy. Yeah, but it's... DeMarco Murray, over 100 yards, of course... Uh, Tony Romo, two touchdowns, almost 299 yards. Robert Griffin throws over 300 yards. That's like a once-in-a-life, once-in-a-season performance for him now. It's so sad how much they traded just to get him. <laughs> yes. And it's and they've had that quarterback carousel where it's been Kirk Cousins and Colt McCoy. Mm. I don't... The best part of that whole quarterback scenario, it was, it was a, I think it was a Redskins blog. I'm not sure who it was, but basically one of them was, um, they were making fun of it. They said that uh, Kirk Cousins' parents didn't even know that he was still in the league. It was like an Onion article, and it, it, I actually believed it. They got me. I'm going to give them that. They got me. I thought, I, I was like, wow, really? And the article was, it was just, it, it had me rolling. Like, I remember going into, like, Modell's, and, like, it was, like, Annapolis, and they had more Redskins stuff. Because <laughs> it's closer, I guess, to D.C. than um, Baltimore. So I went in, and they had, you know, the Ravens stuff, like Steve Smith, mostly Flacco, and other people. But then down low is, you know, RG3 jerseys, 
and like nothing for Alfred Morris um, and Kirk Cousins, and they had Colt McCoy stuff. I'm like, that is the funniest thing ever. They have three shirts for all the failed Redskins quarterbacks. <laughs> None of them sold. It was like a full shelf full of all of them. It's, that's, and then it's uh, they fired their defensive coordinator this morning or yesterday. Yeah. It was like a mutual thing. Was it? Yeah. Well, we all know that he left. Let's, let's face it. They fired him and they probably just said, oh, it's mutual. Safe yeah. face. And I just... Redskins, get your shit together. You're making us all look bad. You're making the DMV area look bad as a whole. Like, I can't be having this. Kevin Durant's not going to want to come to the Wizards <laughs> because the Redskins are so bad. Exactly. Watch them, watch them do something stupid like trade for Johnny Manziel. With the way the Browns hate him now, they probably will. I, I would laugh if that happened. I would, I would, I don't what know what I, I would probably run naked down the street if they traded for Johnny Manziel. The thing with that is, though, can Johnny Manziel play offensive line? That's what they need. I'm pretty sure he's too short for that. It's like every game for the Redskins I watched, they had no protection, no matter what quarterback was in. Like, yeah, when they had protection, they were able to get passes off. But Yeah, um, according to this, they had, was it, they gave up three sacks and five quarterback hits. That's what ESPN's saying. Mm. On RG3. And the Dallas... Uh, their defensive line is pretty good, but the, their secondary is awful. So. Yeah, Kerrigan and Rackpo again, solid defenders. Yeah, for Washington. That's like the only two household names they have on their defense. Beside, besides D'Angelo Hall, who... Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark is... I don't think he has arthritis or something. He's old. He has um, the blood clot thing. Or no, the... Um, Sickle cell. cell. Sickle cell, yeah. Well, I was saying arthritis because he's old, so... Oh, <laughs> No, but Matt Kemp actually has arthritis. <laughs> His hips, yeah. He had to be in a... Wasn't, wasn't a report that he was he got wheeled, like, in a wheelchair to his physical? Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff. I'm trying to see if I can find that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, and then there's D'Angelo Hall, who I, I hate D'Angelo Hall with a passion. I, he is so annoying. <laughs> what he ever do? Well, it's just that he, one he runs his mouth on uh, Twitter. Like, didn't he like go? Didn't wasn't he talking? I think it was him. He was talking trash to uh, Richard Sherman, trying to say he was a better corner or something. I don't think that was what it was. Is but it was something along those lines and saying Richard Sherman wasn't as good as he was, or whatever. Yeah, yeah and, I remember something like that. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. And then. He, uh, when Kirk, when the media said that Kirk Cousins was, like, you know, if he's not, if he said, if RG3 is the starter, I want L. And he was, he, like, he added Kirk Cousins on Twitter. He says, none of us played well enough this week, this year to, to, uh, demand anything. But the thing is, of it is, is that Kirk Cousins, the way he said it, he said that if, he basically, he said there, if there's no competition, if I don't get a shot to compete with him, I want L. Which is a lot different than saying if he's the starter, I want out. Yeah. So it's they're just they're just a media circus. It's it's worse than the Jets when they had Tebow. I don't think it's ever going to get that bad. Probably unless, not. They, unless they trade for Manziel. What if they got Manziel and Tebow? That'd be crazy. 
Well, Tebow's on, like, Good Morning America now. I don't think he's doing anything. <laughs> is, well, I'm, he's still technically a free agent. He hasn't retired formally. I don't think so. Yes. Isn't, like, there's some, like, player that hasn't retired that's still out there. Um, Takeo Spikes. Like, Vladimir Guerrero hasn't officially retired, so. Yeah, he has. He has officially retired. Oh, damn. <laughs> I think that you. actually happened last week, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, oh, that happened back in April. He retired in Angel. Oh, that's cool. So, there's that. Um, there's this ball game happening, and it's like dead empty. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> it's like Stanford and some other team. It can't be Stanford. Maryland played Stanford yesterday. Oh no, it was Stanford Maryland at Levi Stadium. Yeah, I think the Foster's Farm Bowl. Yeah, it's dead that was empty. the Capital One Bowl. Then this Twitter picture is wrong, or the, the tweet is wrong. Because this place is empty. Yeah, it says Foster's Farm Bowl. I thought it was the Capital One Bowl. Oh, no, it is Foster's Farm. What? I'm being... Yeah, someone's lying to me. Well, because yeah, it's Levi Stadium, that place was dead empty. <laughs> this is weird, because Stanford's close to them, too. Well, same state. Nobody cares since Jim Harbaugh left. And Andrew Luck got drafted, and Richard Sherman got drafted. Well, probably no one cared about Richard Sherman back then. Yeah. Well, that segues into the next part. I want to talk a little bit of Terps. As we said uh, earlier, we do Orioles, Ravens, Capitals, Wizards, and Terps in the local flavor when they're relevant. And Terps are relevant as they played their bowl game yesterday, got stomped by Stanford. Um, Expect. Yeah, really. Uh, they showed some late life. They, sh- they scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, but it was too late at that point. And... <sighs> Yeah, it's not. I mean, they had a kickoff return for a touchdown, but that was like the only highlight from what I've heard. I didn't watch it. I was uh, I was busy getting ready for the actual game that mattered was the Maryland basketball game, who they were ranked 12th and they went up against Michigan State and in, in Michigan State at that. Yeah, in Michigan State, which is incredible because they have a hard time on road games normally, and they actually forced double overtime. And Des Wells, as far as I'm concerned, is king of the world for the week. <laughs> Um, he for, he what is it? he uh, he shot a three at the end of the second half to force single overtime. Then he drove to the hoop at the end of single overtime, made two free throws and tied the game, and then forced it to double overtime. And then from then on, they just kind of ran away with it a little bit towards the end. And the thing I don't get about what they were doing is that Michigan State kept on letting Mellow Tremble get the ball and then fouled him in order to get him to the line, but Mello Tremble is one of the best free-throw shooters in the Big Ten, and he just banked. He banked every time. Every time he went to the line, it was just swish, swish, no problem. Yeah. Like, I had gotten off my plane in New Jersey, and I saw that they were in going to overtime, but obviously I had my plane problems, and I missed the rest of the game, but I got into... Um, DC, and I saw what they wanted, so I was like, alright, that's cool. I couldn't watch any of it. Uh, the, the, the part that I found that was interesting, though, was that um, it was really weird, and I think this is on NCAA's part, is that uh, everyone in the building, at one point it was, uh, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it, it's like Dude, D-O-O-D, and mm-hmm. then 
they said everyone in the building had four. He found me to foul, and everyone on in as far as I heard, well, like at ESPN and like the assistant coaches had him. That was his fourth foul, but the official scorer said that was his fifth foul. Mm. And that and when when that happens, you have to go by the official score. The official score is the one who's right in the end, who who is automatically deferred as right. So I think he kind of got fouled out because someone wrote something down wrong, which is kind of bullshit. No, that's kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I think that was about it. The Maryland played a good game. I mean, the Turgeon had a technical foul at the end of the second half, which almost like killed the Terps' run, like almost made it impossible for them to come back because he wanted a uh, he wanted a goaltending, and then he came on the court and started yelling, and they gave him a technical. Yeah, didn't he like run like straight onto this court one time, like right down the side of the court? Like yelling at somebody. Probably like Turgeon. Well, Turgeon, when he gets mad, he gets mad. It's like he, it's an on or off type deal with him. There's no in between. Like normally, he's a really reserved guy. Like he yells a lot, but he doesn't like like get out on the court. But when he gets pissed off, he'll run onto the court, which is kind of bad because then you're you're hurting your players. You can't do that. Yeah, like, like kind of like how Jim and John Harbaugh wind up and down the side of the <laughs> field at the time. Pretty sure they get that from their dad. Yeah. Um. Is that it? Um. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Um. Well, no, I had a realization when I saw the Turks were ranked twelfth. I was like, when does that happen? Well, they're so probably going to be ranked higher since they beat Michigan State. True. Because Michigan State, right. Michigan State isn't ranked, but they're probably going to be ranked by the end of the year. They're yeah. they're a good team. They've just lost to better teams. So I think that's about it for the first podcast. Mm-hmm. I think we're in the books. All right. Um, do you, do you have anything you're doing this week? You want to plug? Uh, I'm gonna be writing something for Baltimore Sports Report, and I'm probably gonna do that tomorrow. Okay. Oh, everyone should keep an eye on that. I might write something. Uh, that for this weekend, I'm not entirely sure about that. I've been I've been putting this off and off, but it'll probably I might do something for the uh, Raven Steelers game. Something for the Orioles. I'm not sure yet. And then uh, that's about it for me. And um, oh, I want to have two big shout outs to two guys that helped get this thing off the ground. I want to thank Jake English over at Bird's Eye View uh, Podcast. Great guy, even better podcast. Uh, if you haven't seen them, which you're crazy if you haven't, you definitely should. Um, and then another shout out is to Zach Wilt editor for BSR, who is opening up the Baltimore Sports Report Network to us, and we'd like to be, give a big thanks to him. Right, Connor? Yeah. Yeah, Zach. Um, yeah, thanks for putting our trust, putting your trust into us, and we hope we don't screw up your network too much. Yeah, we're, we're only going to screw it up a little bit. We promise. Yeah, yeah Just we'll, a we'll, clean, we'll clean up the place after we leave. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great, great new year.